is up everyone welcome back to another edition of the main event heat podcast i am your host rob weathers we're gonna do a quick q a episode this week i was going through the main event heat at yahoo.com inbox and there was a few questions in there some of these i do apologize have been sitting since we returned for season two so i'm sorry if your question is not getting answered until this week but i didn't want to just answer one question i wanted to i wanted to wait until we got a few but thankfully we've we've got three technically four because one of them's a two-parter but yeah we're going to go ahead and answer some questions this week and then we're going to talk a little bit about my schedule that i've got coming up and just just all the all the fun stuff that i've got to look forward to in my career so let's go ahead and get started with these questions jamie asks, what is your favorite match from a show that you were on and they also asked most famous wrestler you've worked with let's start with most famous wrestler um i mean i've worked with a lot of ex-wwe people I think, I mean, as far as, like, current fame goes, I mean, I, I think the Good Brothers are probably pretty up there. Um, I've, I've worked with a lot of other Impact wrestlers, Myers, Cardona, Rich Swan, you know. Um, but as far as, like, like, as far as, like, legends go, I mean, I just worked with Arn Anderson, who's probably, if I had to guess, he would probably be considered the most famous. Um, Teddy Long I've worked with before. Teddy could probably be up there. Um... I also, uh, when I made my ring announcing debut, I worked with Chavo Guerrero, which, you know, my debut as a ring announcer and I get to fucking ring announce a Chavo Guerrero match is pretty insane. But, but yeah, I mean, that's Chavo, Teddy, and Arn, I'd say probably up there. Nothing too crazy. Like, I've never worked with Hulk Hogan or anything, but, but yeah, those are, I'd say those are probably the most famous. And then what is your favorite match from a show that you were on? I don't, I think I've talked about this on the pod before, or I've at least said it in passing. I've definitely said it on social media, but my favorite match from last year that I got to call was the first John Schuyler and Rich Swan match that we did June 26th, I want to say, in Dublin, Georgia. If you are on the Impact Plus app, it is the Lariato Pro Wrestling Guild episode 11 i'm pretty sure yeah i think it's episode 11 uh that match was a fucking banger it was one of the longest matches in larry otto's history at just under a half an hour it had a 30 minute time limit and i i i have actually said on commentary that i believe it was the best match in larry otto history but yeah that that match skyler versus swan for the vacant larry otto title they ran it back a couple of weeks later in ringgold uh, which is on episode 13, or no, no, episode 12 on Impact Plus. We There was an episode that we filmed in between those two that never saw the light of day. Um, but, but yeah, so episode 12 on Impact Plus, they run it back, which was also a good match, but that first one for the vacant title was so fucking good. Yeah, uh, definitely, if you have not seen that match, go to Impact Plus, check out Lariato Pro Wrestling, episode 11. It's the main event. It's so fucking good. Next up, we've got, uh, this person didn't leave a name, but according to their, their email address, HitmanFan69, which, all right, HitmanFan69 says, what is your pro wrestling dream job? Um, you know, that's, that's something I've actually been thinking about a lot more lately because I, I had one whenever I got into the business. It was, it was Ring of Honor. I wanted to work I wanted to work with Ian Riccoboni, honestly. I wanted to, you know, kind of be in that, be in the position that Caprice Coleman is in, that that color commentator to Ian Riccoboni's play-by-play. That was like a dream job for me. 
Uh, absolutely love everything about Ring of Honor. As you guys know, I did a whole retrospective episode on them after Final Battle. Um, I don't know about now. It's kind of a we'll have to wait and see kind of thing, right? Because AEW owns Ring of Honor now. Obviously, Rick Abani and Coleman got to return to do Supercard of Honor, but at this moment, I don't know if it's been established that they're staying with the company. Um, it, it's definitely been established that a lot of Ring of Honor wrestlers that were at like Final Battle and, and shit leading up to Final Battle will not be returning, which is kind of a bummer. It's I don't want to speculate, but I think a lot of us have got the same opinion Ring of Honor is probably about to become AEW developmental, uh, which is which is which is fine, which is great for AEW. I think they need it, like especially considering the size of their roster. I definitely think they need it. A lot of those guys that aren't getting TV time can finally start getting some TV time. But as far as my dream job status goes, I don't know, because um, because as much as I do like AEW. I don't think I want to work for AEW for the same reason that I don't want to work for WWE. I don't want to have to travel across the fucking world that often. I already don't don't like 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 whenever I went to Dallas, I I couldn't handle that shit. You know, granted I had to drive. I didn't fly to Dallas from Atlanta. I had to drive, which sucked. But uh, I yeah, just just traveling all over the place every single week just sounds like hell to me. And then for the same reason I wouldn't want to work for the Fed, it's it's that I, I imagine there's probably a lot of constant production. I can't stand when people talk to me in my headphones. Something I really didn't like about doing the Paradise shows was was I'm constantly hearing someone in my headphones, and that drives me up a fucking wall. Like it, it, I, I've got ADD so bad, I'll lose focus whenever people do that shit. So I like I, I would want to work for a promotion that doesn't fuck with me that just lets me just do my thing you know and 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 i always felt like ring of honor would have been a great option for that like i said now i don't really know i I don't know man but i'd like to work for a for a tv production like i would like to work for a show that has weekly production but I, I also don't want to, I really, I really don't know if I want to work for one of the major companies like, like WWE and AEW are kind of out of the question for me. Impact is a maybe, you know, because their touring schedule is, is, is a lot lighter than those other promotions are. I don't know much about how it's ran, but MLW actually is very interesting to me. You know, they kind of do the whole just tape shit whenever they get the opportunity to, to to do it. I don't think they really have much of a a, a, a tight schedule. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know, like something like that. Something like MLW, something like the Ring of Honor of old. But yeah, it's it's kind of like I don't have like an exact dream job in the business. I'm, I, I'm really comfortable doing what I'm doing. And every little opportunity that I get, I, I'm just ecstatic for. So I'm, I'm at a position right now where I, I just continue to be happy with what I'm doing. I know that might be kind of a cop-out answer. I know you were expecting probably broadcaster at WrestleMania, but no, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, like I said, it was, I did have a, def, a definitive one. It was Ring of Honor, but right now I don't know what's up in the air. But maybe we can we can circle back to this one in the future you know maybe if ring of honor does get an established identity in the next few months i can i can definitively say if i do want to work for ring of honor still or not and then last one this is uh this is a pretty good one i think this is a good discussion point uh this is from someone named thomas thomas asked what is the most overrated match in history 
Uh, Thomas says, I think calling Edge versus Orton the greatest match ever automatically makes it the most overrated for me. What do you think? I understand that thought process. And I think that WWE is not doing themselves any great favors whenever they do shit like that with those taglines. I think they did it recently, too, didn't they? Didn't they call, um, I think they called Reigns versus Lesnar at WrestleMania 38 that just happened. I think they called it, like, the the biggest WrestleMania match ever or something like that, which is ridiculous. Like, I, I think they're not doing themselves favors whenever they do stupid shit like that, but I don't know, like... If, if we're going basically just off the tagline, I understand what you're saying. It's hard to say that that would be the greatest wrestling match ever. But I didn't watch that match in its entirety. I saw, like, Twitter clips. And from what I understand, it wasn't a bad match. Like, from what I understand, the only complaints that fans had was the tagline. If the tagline didn't exist, people probably would have universally loved it. So I think for that, it doesn't. it's not overrated for me. Off the top of my head... I would probably say WrestleMania 6, Warrior versus Hogan. And it's not because of, like, the lack of big spots, right? Because you can do that and it'd be great. Uh, Hogan has done it several times. Hogan versus Rock. You know, a lot of people in the business say that Hogan versus Rock is their favorite match. And it's not because they were doing any crazy high spots. It's because they had the crowd in the palm of their hand the entire time. And at the end of the day... That's the goal. It's not about doing Canadian destroyers off of 80-foot ladders, you know. It's it's about having the crowd buy into everything that you do. Now, yes, the argument can be made that Warrior versus Hogan had that, but I don't know. It's so weird. Like, when I, when I, I have gone back and I've watched that match in recent memory, and I, it's all nostalgia. Like, I, I still, so many people that I know today, that, that were kids whenever that match happened say that it was one of the greatest matches they've ever seen. It's still one of their favorites. And it's just so stupid to me because, like, I go back and watch it, and I'm like, it's sloppy. Like, it's really, like, it's it's so obvious, especially whenever you know, you know, the, the, the size of the egos that are in that match. It's so obvious that it's two guys that don't want to give up shit to each other. Like, it's, it's very sloppy. Hogan kicking out right at three is just some chicken shit stuff that I, I, I can't fucking stand. The, the Even Warrior's splash at the end, just not, none of it was really good. Like, it was, it was very sloppy and just, like, and it's one of those things that, like, I never really understood. Like, I can understand why Hogan got over like he did, but Warrior's a little more of a tough one for me because it was just, like, it was, I get it, he's huge, you know, and I, and I get it. That's a presence that, you know, I mean, I know that that can get over with kids and he's colorful and this, that, and the other. But, like, Hogan had the ability to actually tell compelling stories in the ring. Warrior didn't. Warrior never really told any kind of compelling stories in the ring. And it, these are two guys that, like, and Warrior is capable of having decent matches. Warrior stuff with Rick Rude, from what I understand, was actually pretty damn good. Hogan versus Macho. I actually really liked Hogan versus Macho. But these are two guys that are only as good as whoever they're working against. And whenever you put those two kinds of guys working against each other, it's shit. And yeah, I, I, I think this was dog shit. Um, another one that I understand the significance, at least, compared to Warrior and Hogan. But Hogan and, and Andre, it's, it's just the slam. You know, if it was a 30-second match that consisted of Hogan just picking up Andre and slamming him, it would be one thing. But, like, that one is... That's... And it's all in hindsight, but that one's really hard to go back and watch. 
But, I mean, like, overrated from the jump, I don't know. Like, like the examples that I just gave are, are overrated with the benefit of hindsight. Overrated from the jump, I actually really don't know. Um, that's a great question, though. Uh, who's that? Thomas. Thomas, thank you so much for asking that question. Anybody, uh, if you guys are listening and you have your own opinions on what the most overrated wrestling match is, please send it to maineventheat at yahoo.com. I think this is a great discussion, though. Because off the top of my head, I kind of wish I would have I would have read these a little sooner so I could have done some research on this. But yeah, off the top of my head, the only ones I can think of are overrated from the sake of nostalgia. I think, oh shit, oh fuck, I got one. Oh, I've got one that actually was overrated the second I saw it. Oh fuck, thank you so much. Oh, um, the barbed wire death match between Moxley and Omega. Just, just this, the fucking, it already like wasn't a great match, like compared to other matches that they've had with each other. Like they had a lights out match at full gear, like a year or two before that was awesome. This match sucked. It, 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 like it, it wasn't great already. And then you get to the end and the fucking ring's going to explode and then sparklers go off that one right there. That that I'm glad I I rambled on for as long as I had so I could think of that one. Yeah, that the exploding barbed wire death match immediately overrated. Okay, I finally got one. That's good. So, but still though, if you guys have any opinions on not just the most overrated wrestling match on any of these other topics, please send them to main event heat at yahoo.com. I would like to do Q and A episodes a little more regularly. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like I've got a little bit of knowledge I'd like to share with people, you know, not much, a very little bit, but I, I like to share what I can. Uh, but as far as, as the bulk of this week's episode, that's really going to do it this week. That's all the questions that I had in my inbox. Um, but I do have some cool shit coming up here on the horizon. We talked a little bit about it last week. I will be making my debut with IWN this weekend at Main Event Wrestling Underground. That will be in Hampton, Georgia. Let me pull up the actual address for you guys. 2497 Lovejoy Road in Hampton, Georgia. That will be April 23rd, Saturday. Uh, Tickets are $20 in advance on Eventbrite or they're $25 at the door day of the show. First come, first serve. The main event is going to be Shoot Taylor defending the IWN Championship against Baron Black. And then we have also got the vacant Underground Championship that will be decided between Bryce Cannon and Spiral. So that's going to be an awesome show. I'm really looking forward to making my my debut for IWN. Um, You know, it's very possible this is going to be the first of a lot of appearances for myself and IWN. So I'm really looking forward to this. I really hope this show goes well. I really hope that everything that myself and the folks at IWN talked about can come to fruition because it's it's a very exciting time for myself and for everybody else involved with this. If, if we can pull this off, this is going to be really fun and it's going to be a really cool product for people to watch. So yeah, Hampton, Georgia, April 23rd, tickets in advance at Eventbrite or at the door. And then also, WrestleForce is going to be the day after, Sunday, April 24th, in Columbia, South Carolina at Pollywogs. I've still got to reach out to Bob and make sure that he needs me for that show. We haven't actually talked about it since I saw him at the last WrestleForce show. So I'm going to double check that with him. 
but uh, but regardless, you should still go to that. You know, I have seen some video footage from these polywog shows that they did during the pandemic, and they're really fun. It's it's an outdoor show. Everybody's just having some drinks, having a good time, watching some wrestling. And I'm gonna tell you guys something right now. Wrestle Force is just just consistently such a fun product, and I. I've only been a part of a couple of shows, but I really enjoyed just watching those shows play out. The last one I got to do commentary on, and, you know, a handful of those guys I had never worked with before. I knew their names, and that was it, but they still went out and and put on some pretty damn good matches, and it made my job easier. The better your match is, the easier it is for me to call it, and and I, I give props to all the people that work WrestleForce because... They are, they're all consistently very, very good performers. Outside of that, the next Lariato show that has been announced is June 4th. That will be taking place once again in Dublin at the Lawrence County Middle School. Adam Schur, also known as the Titan, formerly known as Braun Strowman, will be appearing on the card. Also, his fellow Control Your Narrative brethren, EC3, will be appearing on that card. Um, I should be a part of that show. Obviously, with with IWN right now, they're planning on doing kind of a bi-weekly thing with these TV tapings. So I think that that's really going to depend on, you know, if there's any overlap and who takes priority. But regardless, you know, I, I love Lariato. Lariato is always going to be home for me. So if you are in Dublin, Georgia on June 4th, of course, check those guys out. And as far as the, the short term goes, that's that's all I've got going on. You know, it's it's a whole lot of uh, just just wait and see. I'm in a I'm in a real big wait and see moment right now. You know, after this weekend, hopefully there's some more answers about about, you know, what I could be doing with WrestleForce in the future and what I could be doing with IWN in the future. And I'm really excited for all of it. I'm, you know, I, I got to work a pretty decent bit in 2021, especially for a guy that was just breaking into the business. I would like to, man, if I can double my show count this year, that would be amazing. I think I worked a dozen shows last year, something like that. If I could double that and do 24, that'd be great. But you know what? Thank you guys so much for, for tuning into another week of Main Event Heat. Thank you so much for being a part of this wrestling journey with me. I, I hope you enjoyed this short form Q&A episode. If you would like to have some questions answered on the show, please do so by sending an email to maineventheat at yahoo.com. Hopefully, I don't have to wait for a month to answer yours like I had to with a couple of these. If you would like to pick up a shirt, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. That is the best way to support the show right now. I just put up a new design a couple of weeks ago. Please go check that out. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can do so by finding at SweetSexyRob on Twitter and Instagram. And once again, thanks for hanging out. (laughs) 